This is episode 32 of Girls Running Shit. My name is Mia. I'm Janita. And I'm Miss Kia. And today we have Ari Cole. Yes, Yay! Ari Cole. Hey. Thank you. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> That's exactly why I did it. I was like, I'm going to fuck this up. People say, DJ Ari, people say DJ Ari Cole, and it's not, that's not my name. I'm, yeah, I, I just go with Ari Cole. Thank you. Period. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> name. So, uh, we're going to start with the, our weekly check-ins. So. How you feeling, Mia? <sighs> okay, I actually feel really good this week. Um, all week, I've been at the Greenwood Week Pittsburgh, the Black Business Conference put on by Cocopreneur and Sila PGH. It's a really nice conference so far. I've learned a lot. Um... It's been cool. I'm just glad that I have the opportunity to go. It's from like noon to like 1.30 and then they have like um, evening sessions. And I've just learned a lot so far. Um, and then just getting ready for our event. Uh, the entrepreneurial life is starting to... Makes me nervous. Mm. Makes me very nervous. But um, I'm still here, so... My week's cool. That's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, for myself, um, work has been pretty crazy. I had like two different client meetings like back to back and traveling for that just getting placed into a certain culture for a certain amount of days Mm -hmm. excluded from your friends and everybody it's just interesting but even though it was very exhausting i'm happy that it's done with i'm happy that our events just around the corner and just to be able to relax after (laughs) mid-november what for like life because all the, yeah. events, <laughs> yeah. all the events are gonna be done without work so i don't have to fucking lose my shit oh for the rest of the year yeah well like i have another one like a solo uh, like thing that's just for me and another chick at work but um like i'm the lead for that but that's november 15th so after that mm. freedom till the new year yeah all right I'm trying to dip in December as well. Like, I, I really want to get out of this Yes, Lord. Where are you going? I don't know, but I just want to go somewhere. Don't matter. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, he will. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, he will. I, I hope y'all watch Dion Cole's, like, uh, so fucking hilarious. hilarious. Like, Mia, I don't know <laughs> what happened. I know this is a very long intro for me. But, um, so... My grandma, she loves Costco's. Costco's and Sam's are having the craziest random as shit. So, this one time, they bought catfish nuggets. What? <laughs> yeah, catfish nuggets. Me and came over and like she looks in her freezer and she's like, what the fuck is a catfish nugget? <laughs> They're actually fire. Don't Sir, we, we don't have like, what is a cabbage? 
didn't know catfish could come as <laughs> a nugget. And so, like, the shit made me almost pass out because I just thought about that moment all over again. And Mia was a hater. They're delicious. So. They're really good. It's a nigga shit, but it's real good. Because I'm like, I still haven't had one. I'm Bomb. Like, you did. Did I? That thanks. We're frying them. Uh, okay. Don't play. They were delicious. They were delicious? <laughs> I've had them before. I think they're bomb as fuck. Really? Yeah. I mean, catfish is good. It's fire. It's just the idea. Just but, a, no, oh, like, listen, it's, it's like a, a filet. <laughs> like, it's like a filet of the catfish. It's not even really like a whole like, nugget. Like, they just push it together and then. No, it was like the whole. You don't play me. See, I'm like, I'm like picturing a Tyson box. No, and, like, no, they'll break <laughs> off the actual catfish. They'll put like breadcrumbs and shit in it. The, I don't even have to explain. They're fucking flames. We're going to Costco's tonight. Well, tomorrow and get some. Send the Tyson box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all go check it out, please. Yes. Hilarious. How you feeling, I can't wait for all this shit to be over with. <laughs> I'm so fucking busy. I don't have time to sleep. Like, I took a nap today. I was like, sorry, I overslept. Like... I'm tired. Work is busy. Work is motherfucking stressful. They saw the interview that I did for the panel. So now oh, everybody is very, I don't care. That, I mean, Thomas asked if I was like, I don't care. Absolutely. I really don't care. This is going to let you guys know out loud so I don't flip out. Um, don't touch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've said it over and over again. Please don't touch me. And please, like, if you have questions, I don't mind asking. I mean, responding to them in a, the most eloquent of ways but like i don't have to tolerate it so i'm ready for like this break i'm very very excited but i'm also excited because we're having our event but just planning an event like it's not like you're just like yeah <laughs> like, especially when you're in like a non-profit like how we are so it's very very difficult it's also really fun it's also teaching me a lot of things and like just like discipline and how to like organize myself because sometimes I can get very like unorganized Mm -hmm. so well thank god we have all three of us yeah (laughs) (laughs) like thank god but other than that like life is pretty good last weekend was the first weekend in nine weeks that I spent the weekend of my apartment I've been like all over like so it was nice to be able to like rest and like yeah, I didn't go out or anything like that. So sorry, slappers and bangers, I wasn't able to go. No, it's okay. I needed to like be in my apartment. I was like, I haven't been here in weeks. Like, I always, I always tell people like if people apologize to me all the time, they're like, Hey, I'm sorry, I just couldn't make. I'm like, Hey, man, we're we're monthly. It's okay. Like we'll we'll be back next month. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was just so damn tired from traveling. The last trip is Paris and. Even though I'm excited to go to Paris, yeah. I can't wait for the shit to be over with. So, yeah. How are you, Ron? How's um, your week been? Up and down, all the time. Because, um, well, no, so you, I always, whenever I get in a funky mood, I don't really notice I'm in a funky mood until, like, I hit certain habits. Mm-hmm. And so, two of my habits are uh, listening to early Kid Cudi albums and oh my god, I felt that. Oh I'll be in a good mood. Oh my god. I'll be in a good mood and I, like I can't listen to Man on the Moon, the first album. I'll I'll like turn on a song or two and then I'll jump to something else. Yeah. But when I'm in a bad mood, oh Man on the Moon be yep. you wallow in it. You're yeah. basking in yeah. it. 
Come on. I was like, you're in my dreams. Like, it'd be hitting different. And then, and then I also, I also watch like animes that I've already watched. Oh, so like, wait a minute. I, I cannot really hold this. Yeah. You watched an anime though because I was here with you. Okay. Yeah. So, but I've been doing those, but for me, it kind of brings me back, and so, and I'm, I also try to do a good job of just like, I really have to control my moods because being someone whose job is to perform and DJ, like, you can't show people, and so, like, I could be in a funky mood before a set, but I'm doing like everything I can to just like make it dissipate, and so really like. It's just up and down, but right now I'm in a dope mood. I'm with y'all. Nice. Period. <laughs> That's good to hear. Funny. Funny. That's good. I can't I'm one to stop saying period because of the lady <laughs> at the hair store. So me and I Mia does my hair, of course. Shout out to Lucha <laughs> And um there's a hair store that's pretty close to my apartment. And I went in there the day before, but we always need more hair, always with us. So we were going back. <laughs> and Mia's like, I don't know what I'm going to be wearing to speak your truth. Let's look at wigs. And I was like, all right, because I used to be a wig connoisseur. And the lady literally, now the day before, she was kind of mean to me. And she came over. She's like, you must live close by because this is like the third time. No, lady, this is the second time. But hey, how are you? <laughs> And she just kept saying, like, period, you need you need a new wig, you need a did did a period, period, period. I'm like, yeah. Uh, uh, my high profile boyfriend. Like, how did we even come to this? But I'm talking to her, I'm engaging. And every time, like, as the conversation progresses, me is just slowly moving further and further away. To the point when I turned around, me me was gone. That sounds so, like her. That sounds like her. Oh great job at like communicating with people <laughs> and the lady felt comfortable with her so she kept going being staying only is maybe a good five minutes with you that's a lot of time i was like all right it's time to fucking go and i didn't see no way to be like all right we're on a time course, so i had to do that because we were on the schedule we were we were but no i was like man it's time to fucking go and i was like i get you gotta sell these wigs with sis like it's not that deep. No. They're really cheap. No. So, whatever. But what are your women shout outs? Oh, I would like to give a shout out again to Coco Fernor and Sila PGH, which is Sam Black, who runs that organization. They put a great conference on. Um, a lot of people have come out for it, and they're just doing a great job. So, What does it all include? Like, small things that you've seen about it? Um, so, the opening reception was like a... I mean, everyone there are black businesses there. So they had like a little thing where you can like buy stuff. Amani Jahan was there selling her vintage clothes and some other people were selling some stuff. And then they just had um, talking about mental health and how your mental health needs to be in order, a certain order to run a business. And people think that it's easy and it's really not as easy as some people may make it um, look. And then, I don't know, they just had all these people coming in and talk about resources and what they do and how you can get in touch with them. The thing that I, so credit makes me nervous. And I realized that being at this conference, like when I think of like credit repair, I think of like, I have to spend a whole bunch of money to fix my credit and it's money that I don't have, but I know if I don't do it, I'm just, just keep getting more and more um, in debt and my credit scores is going to go down. But this woman was there. Her name was Salone Bay. Um, 
and I'm going to look into her and hopefully she can help me. But they just, I, I guess they're just taking a lot of fears away from me that I have with starting a business. Um, and just let me know that it's not as scary. It doesn't have to be as hard as um, some people can make it seem or how it may seem or look. So, I don't know. I hope I'm making sense. But it, it's, it's, it's been helpful for me so far. So. Well, you always have a client in me. So, <laughs> period. And you got I don't a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I appreciate it. So, another thing that we talked about was, um, like I told you guys, networking makes me nervous. I do not like to network. Um, it doesn't feel authentic to me because it just feels like a business transaction sometimes. Like, what do you do? I, I can't really build anything off of that all the time. But um, the presenter was like, when you do network, like, the best angle to do it is don't even talk about what you do. Just talk about something that, like, you connect with or, like, what are your hobbies outside of your business um, are. And just talk about that. Like, make it as normal as possible and don't focus on what you can get out of that person. Um, and so it was... It was helpful. The guy made me stand up and speak, and I was like, "We're back in school again." But it was, it was very helpful. I needed, to, <laughs> I needed to do it. So um, it was good. It was good. Awesome. It's, it's just yeah. great. It's it does great. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just been great. It's been a great experience. So shout out to both of you, two lovely ladies. Um, our other shout out, like we were just going to continue to shout out the women headliners that we have for our speaker truth event. Um, Danny, Inez, I know she hates in the corner. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clara, Kent, and Diara, Imani. Um, shout out to you ladies for always supporting us and being here for our second event, our second senior truth event. Right? Isn't it weird? It's Didn't that go weird. quick? It did. It went very quick. This year flew. Mm -hmm. October flew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's quite scary. I seen my first Christmas commercial yesterday. Oh, stop. Mm -hmm. I took a they screenshot of it. They do. I don't go in there. <laughs> I only see like thing for, oh. for Christmas, and I hate Christmas music. Remember how I was? You what? were doing my hair. I'm not a big fan. Oh Halloween and Thanksgiving it. are like my favorite holidays. Really? So like, I'm not a big like. Really, you don't like to go to, on the like see the lights. I want to see that this year. Maybe because I didn't yeah. do Talk it like. Yes. I love that. See, we used to. My parents. We used to, we did Ogilvy, mm. but. We also used to do like just drive around the neighborhood and look at people. People be showing off. They the do. nice neighborhood. Yeah. I lived in the country, y'all. <laughs> I didn't well, have neighbors, so like nobody was decorated because ain't nobody gonna see the shit. Like no one. I mean, when I came down here, I would see that shit. Yeah. But like Christmas music's okay. I don't like Mariah Carey. Ooh. Maybe that's why. You don't like Mariah Carey, period. No. Or okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, Pantomate, like, whatever the Pantomation of Mimi, great album, Fire. I don't fuck with Mariah Carey. Mm. Personally, I feel like we would not get along. No, that means would. I would cancel all of her, her music, too. She gave us Heartbreaker. I still have it on cassette. You know, it's one of my favorite. Maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> so, Fire doesn't go well with Fire. You're right, so, you're right, you're right. Her and Jennifer Anderson, they can both skedaddle. <laughs> Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, again, the hot topics. Rest in peace, John Witherspoon. I don't know what happened. He was fine. Yeah, he was just like making videos. They haven't released the cause yet? No. Because no. you text me at freaking 2 a.m. I was like, literally, I was like, that's what kept me up. I was like, 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 I was like,
even who posted. I was on Facebook. You know how Facebook sometimes is fake news. Yeah. But I was like, this don't look fake. Yeah. Like, and then I got on Instagram and it was just Everywhere. like over. And I was like, oh, oh hell no. I stayed up for it. That's why I napped today because of that. That <laughs> kept me up. I was so sad. I'm sorry. I was so sad. It was definitely one of those that like hit me different than than others. Yeah. yeah. He was so funny for so long on so many different things. Yes. And, and like, it's, I think sometimes when you play an iconic character, it's easy for us to just know you as that character. Yeah. But he played so many iconic characters yeah. and never was like, looked at as that character. He was just, he was John Worthy's like, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, rest in peace to him. Yeah, and, and he icon. was literally through every part of our lives. Yes. Like mm-hmm. Friday, and yeah. then the Boondocks came, mm-hmm. even up until like now. Because I I watched the Black Jesus mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was yeah. on that. The mm-hmm. Wayne's Brothers. Like he's been oh, through yeah. every little like decade of my life. And what did they just confirm? They're, they're making a new Friday. Yep. And Boondocks. Yeah, it was getting remanded with yeah. the original people. Yeah, that's gonna be sad. So whatever they do with Granddad for the Boondocks. I don't know what they're doing. Hopefully, they got some stuff recorded already. I don't know. Don't don't Queen of the Damn It, where you just doing weird stuff, adding people in. But I don't know. They what? What about Queen of the Queen of the Damn? Didn't didn't Aaliyah die during the shooting or whatever? Did she die? And then they no, had like, they dedicated stuff. the movie to her. Maybe it wasn't. Was it? What was it? Paul Walker. There was a. They Paul. Yeah, Paul Walker. They got to hire his brother. All that shit. Not that, but like was it Scorpion King or something? One of the movies. One of the Aaliyah movies she died and they were just what like. What other movie did she play in? No. Was that her music video? Was it the music video? That, the last oh, one? Oh, wow. Yeah, rock, rock, rock the Boat. That was, was right before she died. No, wait. Was it? Right? More no. Than a Woman, I thought that she made. It's always wild when like comedians die because like whenever an artist dies we like can we consume their we consume their art to like pay tribute mm-hmm. so like with a singer it's, it's a little easier because you can listen to music and yeah. cry with them and stuff but like with a comedian you're like laughing and crying and like it's just it's a different it's a weird combination of emotions when like a comedian passes especially one that like you really care about yeah so. Yeah, because when Bernie Mac went, I was pissed. That shit. I was so upset about that. I was. They didn't need to do that to him like that. It wasn't his time. Pneumonia? Of all fucking things. I mean, fuck. Same thing with the crocodile hunter. That was fucked
<laughs> Yo, that was that was freshman year of college. That was the first viral event that like me and my college friends uh, bonded off of. Yeah, it was you like oh six. Yeah. Yo, my freshman year of college, we all found out the crocodile hunter died on the same resident floor. Oh my! We were crowded around the computer, crap. No, we weren't crap, but we were we were hit. Yo. Oh my god! What, what a time! That's messed up. <laughs> See, but it, 06 was a wild time because we weren't really on our phones on the internet. So we would crowd around somebody's yeah. computer. And not everybody had a computer. Right. Yo, Damn. I was just talking about, I remember when they introduced Wi-Fi at a bro. Oh, oh my, my God. God. They ran it throughout the Ethernet cord. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, y'all remember. I really living like, oh my God, like, See, I don't think y'all were there when. So when I first got there, cable you had to buy cable. What? It didn't automatically. See, yeah, it didn't automatically come in the room, and people almost revolted because they didn't want cable. To, it was like fifty bucks. It was like fifty bucks a semester or something like that. Charging niggas for cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could you could opt you could opt not to get it. And I remember when they were they said they were just gonna put it automatically in everybody's room. People were like, I don't even watch cable. <laughs> But it sounds preposterous to y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm oh telling you, Edinburgh, wild time. Okay. Oh, never knew dark that. Dark ages. I mean, the dark ages for sure. Trash. <laughs> that seasonal depression. Ooh. <laughs> like, hardcore. Shit. What's next, Jamie? Uh, but just going into just another influential black man. Dolomite is my name on Netflix. So good. It's have so you seen good. it yet? I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. Eddie Murphy. Oh, he's starting to age a little bit. Yeah. 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 Yes, he is. But Wesley Snipes looked good. Wesley Snipes looked can't good. The age hit him too. Yeah. He was cracking me up. Yeah. Like, you gotta watch it. It's so I know. good. And it's based off a true story too. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the lady that was like his counterpart. Queen B? Yeah. Like, Lady Red? Yeah, Lady Red, but I don't know who she is. This must like I've never seen her in anything, but she was awesome in it. Yes. I really liked her. Yeah. Mike Epps is in it. Um, the guy from the office, Daryl from the office, I can't think of his name. Hot Top Time Machine. Keith Pills in there. Um oh, Robinson. Fred, 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 Yeah. Yeah. Craig Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's in it. There's a lot of people in it. Mm. And it's so it's like hit Titus. On. Titus, oh, yeah. yeah. Titus. That's my guy. I love Titus. He's so talented. Talented. You know, yeah. I'm watching some backstory about the movie. Yeah. There's a lot of backstory. I ain't gonna say it, but there's a lot of backstories about the character. I was Googling so much. Oh, yeah, I was on Google. Because mm-hmm. the real doll in my dad in like 08. Mm-hmm. What? I, you know, I was listening to you and then I heard that. But, um, oh, yeah. And then I was telling um, Janita and our other friend Marvin that I didn't know who Dolomite was until um, House Party. Really? Yeah, when the way down in the jungle thing, too fast. Whatever. But I didn't know who he was until that movie. So then to realize that there's so much that he um, started. Mm-hmm. We used to sneak and watch it. Because my grandma had the tapes. When they came out, we would like sneak and like put it on because he was horrible. <laughs> like he was very vulgar mm-hmm. and everything. But I knew about him when I was little. See, I like that. I like people who were like vulgar before like. Yeah. yeah, before before it was like you know really it to do it, mm-hmm. cause like you could tell that was really them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
That's crazy. But yeah, he died in 08. And then, um, oh, I had a fun fact about it too and I forgot. It was cute too, but go ahead. Just pop it whenever you remember. Yep. <laughs> I just want to be in the middle of the bed, so I'm just going to shout it out of nowhere. Dolomite. Um, LA's wildfires we left right in the nick of time. Yeah. Like, as soon as we left, like a day later, it was like, burn, baby. So it's been burning for two weeks. Yeah. Longer. Longer. It's been longer. It's been, yeah. Lo- yeah, because we went almost three weeks ago. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's bad. Is the like, Amazon still with us? Probably not. You Jesus. see how us? I'm telling you. <laughs> you see how the media? I've been having trouble breathing, yes. <laughs> no, um. <laughs> and. <laughs> Can I can I make a serious point about the the wildfires though the LA stuff? So they have prisoners out there fighting the fires for like it's either free or like a dollar there fifty cent like like change. And when they get released from jail, they can't become actual firefighters. And that's really messed up because y'all got people out there, especially in LA and in Cali, because. There's still people in jail for like petty offenses and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you got these people out there fighting these fires, risking their lives. And, you know, they can't become firefighters when they get out for one. And for two, they're not being adequately compensated. No. Um, so I Shit. think that's messed up. Yeah, I wanted to bring out that point because yeah. that's like that's super wrong. Yeah. yeah and that's when we, yeah, and that's when we talk about like mass incarceration yeah. and like slavery and stuff like that. Like that, I feel like that. We hear about it, and we don't see, like, real examples a lot. But, like, that's a real example right, right. there. And they were doing it last year, too. It's like it's like a Christmas special. Like, every year, somebody... <laughs> I, every year, there's a new story about the inmates, like, fighting some fire. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's what I get for... I had a serious point, and I wanted I to make a little... Inter- no, that's my fault. Because I'm making a serious that. point, and then I felt the need to lighten it up. But, nah, let's... <laughs> Yeah, but no, but yeah, but it, so that's really happening. So, yeah. I agree. So I was like, I mean, slavery never went anywhere. They just found mm-hmm. they, 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 they do. Yeah. Uh, and they don't it. I wonder if they have voting rights when they get out. Because I don't know about California. California is a democratic state, so maybe. Are they but, still in the three three strikes and you're out? Is that one of them states or is that Texas? I don't know. I think that's some Texas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's California, they too high over there. Oh. And yeah. happy. Everybody was like smiling and shit. I was like, what the? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was really just. Uh. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope people are okay. Yeah. Um, Kawhi Leonard is trademarking his viral sayings and getting his coin. He ain't gonna get it. Because Kylie didn't get Rise and Shine and LeBron didn't get Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't he annoys know. me. You don't I, like Kawhi? Ever since that laugh, I thought uh, he was uh, having a stroke. <laughs> Real shit. So, first of all, I was like, how dare you, Prophet? Because I really was concerned for him. He was laughing like a horse. I'm telling you, did you see him laugh? Are you talking about the commercial he just made? He's, no. tra- he's trademarking what it do, baby, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. What it do, uh, baby. And then when that came out, then niggas was using that too much for every scenario. I'm like, and I was like, no. So the laugh, you don't remember what him laughing? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> this nigga's having a stroke, and I'm concerned. 
I love Kawhi. <laughs> I think he's hilarious. I can't pronounce his name. I can't pronounce it either. That's Did what I pronounce it. Kawhi. 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 Sorry to this man. <laughs> 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 Sorry. But most of the time when they're doing it, they just want like, they just don't want to be like on the set of an ad and somebody be like, do that thing you do and they can't profit. Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 But they've been denied, and that's been like an ongoing thing mm-hmm. with people is like getting their trademarks and stuff because like Kylie with Rise and Shine, I'm like, girl, that's, really, yeah. you're I'm reaching. Just, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same with LeBron and Taco Tuesday. I'm like, that's been a thing, yeah. LeBron. It's been, yeah. Like now, you want to trademark the cadence? I don't know if anybody was saying it like you, but yeah, I, I would trademark yeah. the hell out of that. I, but can Some you even do that? Sense. I don't know, or some, or just own like the title to or something. Yeah. Because everybody's using Kylie's face for the rise and shine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised no one's done the Teletubby baby and put her face in there. I think that would be funny. Oh, Someone should mean that. She did that shit on purpose. And now she's like singing now. I'm like, Kylie. Oh, like in her tutorials and she's like, huh? I'm like, girl, you're reaching once again. <laughs> and also too, can they please stop using the video of Stormy shooting the ball for shit? Oh, and that was like, Stormy. Get the fuck off the court. That was Stormy. The little baby. Is that why people were being so mean to yes! me? I thought it was a random bit. I was like, <laughs> why are people being so mean? What? That's mess. First, dude, people- get her the fuck off the court. <laughs> people need to remember that's Travis Scott's baby too. Let's right. Go- <laughs> I love Travis Scott. Baby, about Say beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. You loved it too. Yeah. Y- y'all and Don Jr. Oh. What are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Why? I thought it was emotionless. Mm. Like I, I thought, like so, I thought that the samples he picked great samples, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that gospel samples are very close to like soul samples that he was using before. And so for a lot of us, it's reminiscent of old Kanye. But the difference is in what he's doing with those samples. So like this time around, mm. he just didn't, what did he, he didn't do anything with them. So he, he gives us these dope beats because I don't think he'll never not be a good producer. Who was the producer for this album? Was it um, Pierre? I don't know. I think he works with like multiple producers he on does, different tracks. Sure. So yeah, I, I, I'd have to like... But yeah, I just I didn't like what he did with them. Now, can you separate the artist and like personally, and then like the music separately? Because I think a lot of people are just like Kanye's fucking crazy. So I'm not even going to give Jesus yeah. is King like the time because I find myself doing that mm-hmm. too. I, yeah. But like, did you put like because he's having this Trump issue, and I think now that he's found God, a lot of people are like Kanye's crazy. Blah 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 blah. So you believe he found God? <clears throat> I don't think. 
I think Kanye's finding himself. Yeah. And I think that Kanye is coming out with... Kanye's always been like this. We're not in these people's homes privately and shit like that. And what I want people to stop doing is like, oh, because of his mother. I've lost my father, and that hasn't, like, transpired over my... The, 10 years he's almost been gone. Mm-hmm. So his mother is gone and everything, but stop blame. That's another thing they blame black women for, but that's another discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. They don't need to, this is Kanye. This has always been him stubborn, um, a narcissist, very just in with himself. He doesn't give a fuck. So I think this is just like him, his developing. I don't think this is just like his moment of finding God. I think he always had God in his life mm-hmm. in some way, in some sense. But I do think that this is like real Kanye and he's just fully evolving Mm -hmm. and everything. So I think a lot of people are just associating, you know, him finding himself because I wouldn't call it crazy. I don't know that, you know, that whole thing that Dave Chappelle did about calling people crazy. Look it up Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, it really is because it's like what's crazy to me might not be crazy to you guys and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just real Kanye. And like, I want people to listen to the lyrics Literally in the last fucking album, he was like, motherfuckers, I tried killing myself. That was like out the first song. He's like, tried harming myself. And I don't think, people. I think that people listen to Kanye for different things. But I think you need to listen to him as a whole and as a human being. Not just for like, the producer side, the rapper side, and the personal side. Put it all together and then you'll be like, oh, I get it. Because this isn't a surprise to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not shocked. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. So I only asked, I asked if, if you believed that he had found Jesus only because I don't doubt that either way. But I do think that people's opinion on him uh, is largely based on whether they believe that he did or not. Mm -hmm. So that's not like directed towards you. That's just in general. But I do think that like Kanye is a marketing genius at the most. And I think that it was no accident that Kim put up the first video of this mysterious new thing that they had been doing or going to. And then I don't think it's a coincidence that like one or two celebrities started to kind of trickle in on this internet thing that we're all watching. And I don't think it's a coincidence that like, oh, he finally does, after months of this, Mm -hmm. he finally does a public run, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, I I just think that there's, maybe he is doing these things and he really thinks he's like contributing and stuff but I think the album is somewhat emotionless and I I do think he's also like there's times where he has given his rhetoric during one of these Sunday services where he comes out and saying like you know the slavery thing or, or trying to clarify or change up the words that he made when there wasn't a gospel beat in the background and so I don't know I just can't I can't get down with the music yeah. with that he's making now cause God like I love cause gospel is very like emotional and even if you don't believe as much like yo gospel is like some touching mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. and it just it I don't think that thing hits the same was way. it a gospel album that you consider a gospel yeah he, and he's using like all gospel samples there's no cursing I think it's like the only album with no cursing other than like 808s mm-hmm. And so it's just like, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know how you like. I think my question is why? Why is his way of finding God so different from everyone else's way of finding God? And why do people make it feel like it, it's wrong? I think it's because so. God this way? So I I think it people have a general skepticism of secular artists who 
who switched their lane. I think there's there's that. Mm -hmm. So like they did it with Snoop, and if you ever look it up, there's a Snoop uh, interview where he's like something about like. You know, so and so, y'all dirty too. And he makes this little face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he makes a little face. So I think everybody everybody does it to to people who are well known and they want to switch their lane. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think people should be careful of vague statements though. Because like I can say, Yo, I love God and then the white person over there could be like, Yo, I love God. And we agree on that, but like he's praying for his supremacy and I'm praying for my salvation to presumably the same God. And so when you match Kanye's rhetoric and this gospel, to me, I'm like, yo, what is Kanye praying for? Because he ain't praying for my interests right now. Like, so I think that matters, too. So like Kanye, just like general statement, Kanye finds Jesus. We all applaud that. Yo, but what's that dude praying for? Because I think that that's what really... Or what's he worshiping? Because I think that matters too. Because if he's at Sunday service talking about, I wore a MAGA hat, da-da-da-da-da, y'all got, you know, and and the black man, you a slut, I, I don't make decisions on the... And like, then you got to say like, all right, like this dude is is wishing and praying for something else. Even a vague statement like, I don't do things based on my skin color, which is something he said. Mm-hmm. And for and for a lot of people, especially black people who think they're being different or contrarian by voting Republican, black people aren't necessarily doing things based on their own skin color. The people they're voting against are doing things based on their skin color. So you have this these white Republicans who do things to benefit other white people. And it just so happens that the majority of black people notice that and say that that's a vote against my interests. And then they vote Democrat. That's not to say Democrats are like saints. But like, it's just, it's for a lot of black Republicans, it's very, they look at what black people are doing and they get very dismissive and self-hating about the notions of the black vote. And then they give us what, very vague things like, oh, I just don't follow what what all black people are doing, what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just think it's a complex thing, the Kanye thing. And that's what that's I guess that's why I can't get down with this gospel stuff that he's doing. You didn't like any of it. I mean they're, they're catchy. It's music yeah. and it's Kanye. Yeah. And he's he's complex. He's he's like captivating. But for the most part I'd rather listen to Kirk Franklin. And I don't even listen to gospel like that, but like I love the Clark sisters. I love like I would rather go to the source than to go to this place of someone who A is new in the game. If that album was released by anyone but Kanye, we wouldn't like it. We wouldn't be listening to it. They'd be a new person in the game and they need to go back to the drawing board and come back to us with a better album. And so if Kanye really wants to do this gospel stuff, maybe he should go back to the drawing board, come back with a, come back to us with a second gospel album. Because there's no reason why he can't do more gospel albums. I think he really will. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he does. I think he honestly will. And that's going to really change the whole dynamic with Kim. But hopefully he stops praying for the wrong stuff. Because right now he sounds like he's praying for my demise. So. I'm saying, watch his interview with Big Boy. 
I love interviews because I feel like whenever someone is presented in the media, you mm-hmm. only get one look. You yeah. don't get to sit down and yeah. ask intentional questions. Big Boy asked him intentional questions, and he answered them the best that he could. Mm-hmm. So it was well-rounded answers. It was like, and he admitted, like, even when, because Big Boy was like, but you're going and talking to Trump. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And he even talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when he was asked about it, he, I don't, I wouldn't say he regretted it, but he's definitely thought about why he did it. Yeah. So, but you gave a really good. Yeah. yeah. Really good, uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> I just, I just really, I'm a, I'm a huge Kanye fan, and I'm a huge fan of like different things in pop culture and, and different happenings, and like I feel like sometimes our surface value hype, like we like to say these things or make these jokes, and I'll join in because that stuff's funny. <laughs> but I think that sometimes we can also have these discussions that are like deeper and, and kind of nuanced and stuff like that. Like him talking about he was ble- God blessed him with the, the that tax return. Yeah. I was like, that ain't nothing but John Oliver. <laughs> that man watched that church episode that said, yo, the churches ain't paying taxes. And he mm-hmm. said, well, ultra light beam. Well, ultra light, wow. Let me start my church. That's what I think that was. But, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. No, but all. and that's the other thing. <laughs> he's not the first dude to I'm finesse just, Christianity. Just saying, he wouldn't be the first. I mean, organized religion in general. Is, I mean, never mind. Okay. I, look, I'm. Hey. We can just try to stop it. We switch. We can go into yeah. because I got receipts. Yeah. Okay. I've seen some things. But he, oh yeah. But he's huh. definitely not the first person to finesse gospel. He's not the first person to finesse somebody's grandma. He's not. Per- <laughs> he's not the first person. <laughs> He's not the first person to take advantage of, of what people believe God to be. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's a cult, though? Does it seem cult Man. He even He even said it in the interview. He was like, he was like, y'all wearing all white? He's like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. In the beginning, it didn't seem like a cult. Like, I had to think I about mean, that. I mean, was P. Diddy's all white parties a cult? Oh, I don't, like, I don't huh. think... I mean, I, I think you can rock all white and just... I think people... People get weirded out by, like, the sounds of different things and like that's like saying women that wear church hats is a, it's a cult yeah, yeah like I don't yeah like I, I didn't think it was a cult in that way now a if gang. He, now if he starts <laughs> if he starts talking about hey you know we gonna drink this Kool-Aid at 6 o'clock <laughs> man, I mean I, I'm, I'm sure cults get more dastardly before way before the death part but you know I don't know I don't think it was very cultish I think what he was doing was making this mystical thing Waiting for everybody to be like, what is that? And then open it up for everyone. You're dating the lead marketers of the world. You're in that family. They're the top marketers. Oh, yeah. You know how many seminars I've been to and they use Kim Kardashian as like, she's the top marketer. You know how much she gets paid a post? Mm -hmm. She's the highest paid person on social media. Her, Beyonce, all that they were all on the list. A million dollars a post. I think Kylie just passed her. I think Kylie mm-hmm. gets like one point five million dollars to post on wow. Instagram. Wow! Just imagine. That's crazy. And she's not, she's a freaking billionaire. I don't know how much longer they're gonna last. That's why we have a conservative country. Um, what do you mean last? The Kardashian? No, no. Kim, exactly. Kim the Kardashian. Oh, I was about to say I'm like Kardashian. <laughs> no goddamn way. They aren't. No, I think we're gonna make it. But that was good. I liked that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. I love the album though. So what was? I did. I did. I listened. <laughs> 
All right, we're time for events now. Yeah. All right. Let's start this off. Yeah. I'm like the Greenwood promoter. So, um, <laughs> for the rest of this week until the second, it's the Greenwood, the Greenwood Week Pittsburgh 2019 Black Business Conference. It is over November second. Um, if they have tickets left, they they may. You can go to www.greenwoodweekpgh.com, and I think they do have some day passes left. So, go check them out. Then, on October 31st, um, the drop of Mysterious Shit, brought to you by Tribe Eternal and NASA. Um, that album drops on tomorrow. But then they're having a album release party, which sold out already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I got my ticket. Yeah. I was going to say they may have some at the door. Better get there early. Yeah. Because it's going to be at, what's it called? Full Pint? Mm-hmm. Wild Side. But where's that at? That's a four, four pints in Lawrenceville, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. That's they, on the 10th. Yeah, Butler Street. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's Lawrenceville. Alright. Well, yeah, but the album release is tomorrow. So make sure you guys listen to that. I think that's on all streaming platforms, mm-hmm. too. I think it's going to be on everything. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah. yeah I've heard some samples <laughs> and whatnot. It's really good. Really? Yeah, Claire's Mad's really, really good. Um, they have a song I think called like Strawberry Moonlight that's like really good. Oh, so it's any, it's gonna be really good. I'm excited. Anytime y'all y'all pull out the illustrations for the cover right. art, I know y'all done paid a y'all done paid an artist already. Right. <laughs> Let's yeah. see what this thing hitting for. Y'all y'all knew. And local celebrity was good too, even though like we still need to find out who the murderer is. I think it was NASA. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be. It had to be. Yeah. Is, is NASA in Tribe Eternal? Is he one of them or is he like. I don't think so. I think he's just like featured with them. Because yeah. Tribe Eternal is Claire, Lon, and Bilal. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just like featured with them. Okay. So I wouldn't per- like say per se that he's like in it, but he's, he's part he's of connected. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really excited for them. So. Yay. Then, Saturday, November 2nd, is Arvid! Headliners and everything. I think it's gonna be great. Mia's making sangria again. Get right tore up. But the first speaker should control this. <laughs> People love the first speaker too. Just like, <laughs> 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 Suites, which is Selena and Stephanie. 
Um, they're going to have like cheesecake pie. And cake, what, cake, pretzel rods, cookies, um, and cake slices. Okay. Then we also have natural elevation. So if you need to get elevated in an organic way, come see him. <laughs> um, we have a lady that's going to provide some domestic violence information. And who else? Dope soaps. Oh, dopes, LA, um, Laws Dope Soaps. And I heard that her stuff is pretty good too. So Nice. Yeah. Very and did I mention we're going to have alcohol? Alcohol. Alcohol. Drink it up. Yeah. Thank you for every, to everyone who donated. Yes. Oh my goodness, yeah. Who who gave you the stuff that you showed uh, us? Miss Teresa gave me some alcohol. Yeah. Um, we're going to pick up some more. From Miss Peachy. Shout out to Miss Peachy. We really appreciate it. That's Like I said, Thank that's you what happened when you just asked. Yeah. Because I was too scared. <laughs> Went on Twitter. Shout out to Twitter. Black okay. Twitter only. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Black Twitter only. <laughs> Just saying. Oh my god. Um. Also on November second, from seven thirty to nine p.m. Um. It's the Women of Visions Incorporated. They invite you to come out and meet the founding members, existing members, mentors, and friends who have provided sources of information that echoed stories of the past, present, and future. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it'll be for a cleaner understanding of our history. These oral history <laughs> interviews and artists' talk, um, talks are captured in a documentary that is a must-see. Um, that'll be at the Pittsburgh Center for Arts and Media, Simmons Hall, um, 6300 Fifth Avenue. Is that right, Oakland? Mm-hmm. Nice. So that'll be cool. Um, you have to RSVP, and you can check them out. I'm not sure. Um, W V W O V P G H one nine eight one. Yeah, is their at sign. I took a screenshot. No, it's not your phone. <laughs> but um, yeah, check them out. That sounds awesome. And are you ready to say something here? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, there will be an art show called Fitty on the 8th from 6 until 9 and it's at the gallery on Penn 5935 Penn Ave. I love this little graphic for it. Fitty. McDuck. What duck is that? McDuck. What is that? Oh, that's definitely McDuck. Yeah. Smelling money. Duck tails. And again, all the events will be in our story. Yes. And yeah. So we're about to get into this interviewing gig. Yes, we have the Ari Cole. That's what yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Pittsburgh based DJ, Jam Master. Yes. You out here? Yeah. Doing things. Soon to be producer. Ooh. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> sprinkle. Why okay. don't you go by DJ? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what what is that about? So when I was first trying to pick my name, I watched like a lot of tutor- tutorials, and um, they were like, you know, some DJs go with DJ, but if you want to reach out like beyond DJing, some find it easier to just like just have a name and and not put DJ in front of their name. Um, and so I always knew that I wanted to be doing. I always knew that I wanted to DJ, but then like parlay that into other things. So. Like now I'm doing producing and so um, I knew that I didn't just want to be like DJ, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. based on the fact that I wanted to reach out and like be like more than DJ. Yeah. So yeah. So that's yeah, why that's I did that. cool. That makes sense. 
Now, well, you say you are, you knew you always wanted to be a DJ. You, us knowing you, me and I know Ron from Edinburgh University. Um, and I would have never knew. Like, we knew you had such a love for music, but I never would have thought that you were interested in being a DJ. Yeah, I, so I didn't know I was going to be a DJ. I knew that when I made the decision to be a DJ, I wanted to be more than that. Yeah. But once, like, man, DJing, like, fell in my lap because... I was doing design. Yeah, lots of art. Yeah, so I was doing a lot of freelance stuff, and a lot of people who own their own. Like when you're doing freelance design, you're working with like entrepreneurs and stuff, and a lot of times they were like kind of lowballing and stuff like that. So I wasn't getting the rates that I wanted, and I also wasn't getting the jobs that I wanted. Like I, I interviewed for like some cool, for some dope companies yeah. for graphic design, and I just like never got the positions. And so, um, knowing that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I just like would always think and like keep my mind moving. And one day I came on D came up on DJ and like I, I would go to parties and stuff and you know, I always like saw it and be like, you know what, maybe I can try this out. So I just started doing research on YouTube and stuff and like YouTube made it way more doable than what I thought. So I just I spent a year like just doing tutorial, watching tutorials and like practicing on my computer and then like I got a tax return and bought my first piece of equipment and then you know I got the confidence to get out there so what was the first place that you DJ at? Remedy mm. yeah oh. so yeah. yeah so when I was finally ready I was just like going to places and being like hi my name is Ron mm. like I just I want to DJ da, 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 da. like you know and Remedy was the only place to like call me back and first of all, they thanked me. They're like, hey, uh, thank you. Usually people plug their SoundCloud and we don't want to listen to that. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't have a SoundCloud at the time. So there wasn't really, yeah, I, I, I didn't really um, pl- have anything to plug. But they gave me the gig. It was like, they weren't paying me. But if I got to a level of where like getting a crowd, I could charge at the door and then get the money from it. And they were, I was doing the second Thursday of each month. So I never really built up to being able to like be paid for it. But like I started in August, 2015. And then like the next month, the first slappers and bangers happened. So like getting paid to DJ, there, there, were, there really wasn't that long of a lag between getting paid. Now I wasn't getting paid that much, but there wasn't really that much of a lag of like between getting paid and like doing it for free. So. How did you know you were, like, ready, though? Because that would scare the shit out of me. Damn. Just imagine getting booed. <laughs> like. No one really boos DJs. But, um, well, you seen it? No. Oh, I thought you know. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no. I'm glad no. I didn't know years ago. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I went to a party and the DJ was whack. And I realized, like, yo, I can get up here and be whack. And these people are so drunk. They don't care. So that was that was like what gave me the confidence to like go out and try to get gigs. But I still stunk. Like the first my first gig, I, I stunk because when you practice in your room, stuff sounds different than when you're at like a club with like very loud speakers and stuff. Yeah. And so it's, it's a shock to your system, especially that being like my first time out. And so I got out there with these loud. I realized I couldn't mix. Like, I, man, let me tell you, I, I was in my room doing these fire mixes, if you ask me. <laughs> I got I got to Remedy, 
Oh, that thing sounded terrible. All the mixes I I was like, wait, this worked in my room. Like, what is this? Oh man, but so I mean, what are you doing? Like, so it was so one the the main problem was I was watching bad tutorials. Um, so I was watching some good ones and some bad ones, but there was there were ones that like taught me to rely on my computer program to do the mixing. So like. I would hit like the sync button and hit play and stuff. But the, the fact of the matter is like, you can't, I learned later that you can't trust your program and that you, to be a DJ, no matter how much technology you get, like you, you gotta be a DJ. Like you have to know how to mix yourself. You have to know how to count beats. You have to know what sounds right with, with other combinations. And you have to like learn how to like, get in and out of verses to hooks. You got to be able to end at the end of paragraphs and stuff. Like you have to learn these things that I wasn't learning. Just like beep, boop, beep. Like just on my, just on my mixer. <laughs> just I, It was just stuff I wasn't learning by relying on the technology. And so once I learned to not rely on the technology to really like study up on it, things started to change. I started getting better at it. And then I was able to take it to, and I also started practicing loud. Uh, and I was able to take that to parties and like do better. Man, when I tell you at the Bear Fest, whenever Ron was DJing and it went from Nuck If You Buck, no, Mo Baba to Nuck If You Buck. Yeah. And, and I was like, and you texted me about it, but I was outside. I was like, where the fuck are y'all? Because that <laughs> mission just blew my mind. It was so good. And I don't, I was just like, I felt so like, empty. I didn't get the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's it. Because, like, I'm, I live for, like, transitions. And, like, that was just awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just flawless. Like, flawless. Like, it was just so in tune. And it was great. And I was like, yeah, definitely a fan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's, like, one of my... So, most of the mixes I've done, I've discovered at parties. So, that that was a mix I did at a Slappers and Bangers originally. But sometimes, if I know I'm going to be in front of a new crowd... I'll pull out some of like the old mixes that I've done that like I knew work. Mm-hmm. So like that one, like I looked out, I knew it was my people. <laughs> Period. And I knew I just knew that like it was in the crowd, I mean, obviously they're 21 and older, but Fresh Fresh attracted like 28 and older, really. Mm-hmm. And these are people who like Nuck If You Buck is like our classic. Mm-hmm. And so to mix that with a newer song, it's like that was the perfect crowd to do that for. Mm-hmm. Everybody was high. Mm-hmm. The dare helped too. Yeah. But everybody was high. <laughs> dancing all over the damn place. Yeah, that, that was, was an epic day. Oh man. That was that was a fun day. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, speaking of Slapper and Bangers, how was that born? Like Yeah. What made you say cause I know it was just like a love child of trap? And just hip hop, like when did you sit down and say, you know what, I'll make this event and it's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. The original idea came from Neil, my uh, my co DJ. Oh. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, like if you went, if you're if you were black and of age to go to parties in the mid two thousands, it was a different vibe. Like we had a lot more places to choose from when it came to trap and hip hop and the music we listened to. But at some point, that kind of 
dies off a little bit. And so by 2015 in Lawrenceville, there was no party you could go to that was just strictly trap and stuff. And Neil was always like a fan of rap and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when he came to me for the idea, he knew that I had just started DJing and he hit me and was like, hey, like I got this idea. I got a connection at Spirit. Like, you know, let's let's try it. And the way the reason he came up with it was because he would go to Remedy and they'd be playing like house and pop. And then every couple of songs, they'd play like a trap song and people would love it. And then they would go back to whatever weird stuff they were doing. And it, I mean, no, not weird in a bad way. No. Weird in like a good way, because Remedy was like like Remedy was weird in, in the yeah, greatest right. way. Yeah. In the greatest like. way. Yeah. But he was like, yo, we should do a party of just like all bangers. Like and I, and in my mind I was like, well that's just those are just the parties I used to go to in high school. Right. right. Yeah. But um that's where he got it and then he kinda I guess his nickname from somewhere was like Slap or something like that. He, and we didn't know what to name it. And he was mm. like, how about uh, Slap, Slappers, Slappers? And he wanted something to name. He was like, how about Slappers and Bangers? I was like, yo, I don't know what that is, but like, yeah, let's do it. And so that was where it was it was born. So like the idea was his, but then the identity kind of came from like me and the parties that we used to go to in college and in high school and stuff like that. Like mm. just parties just with, just our music and just us like rage into it so it's one of the main reasons why like I liked going out in Pixar when I got mm-hmm. back here from DC because I was spoiled mm-hmm. down in DC you have everything down yeah. there they're like oh you want to go to Slappers and I was like what the fuck is a Slapper <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird name yeah and I like came up here all bougie from DC I was like it's not going to slap like no motherfucking DC <laughs> but I went and I had like the greatest time thank you I'm <laughs> so, glad <laughs> I feel like that's also because we try to get out of town and travel. Like, I've been to, like, some of those D.C. parties. Like, I've been to parties in London and New York and stuff like that. And, like, people rage. People rage in ways that you don't really see here. And it's sad because I would would love for it to be here. And I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, Pittsburgh sucks and blah, blah, blah. But if, if you are someone who travels and go, like... When you get to those like nichier places, now every city has like the place where you got to be cool and like whatever. When you get into those nichier environments, like people aren't worried about being cool; they're just like raging and having a good time. So that's always what I try to be in like slaps and bangers. Some months we don't get that, but some months like some the memorable months are the ones where people are like, "Yo, I don't even remember what happened." Like, <laughs> period. Yeah, man. Four, your four year anniversary. Oh, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. That was September. Yeah, that was it. That one was... Uh, and that one I came late to. Yeah. Because I, I had a... I was DJing a wedding, and I got in there. They were like, yo, Ron, you're here. Like, we need you to kill it. Like, you got to get... Like, there's always... when I Whenever I come late, somebody's, like, in my ear, like, yo, like, you got to do it. We we need you to get out there and da 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 I was like, all right, I won't let you down. In my mind, I was like, jeez, I better not let you down. I better not let these people down. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was dope. It was fun. What do you think is, like, missing? Because I've been hearing, like, events are starting to, like, fade, like, mm-hmm. out. And even, like I said, I was down in D.C. So when I came up here, my fun for Pittsburgh was always, like, the South Side, like, Jimmy D's and Rum mm-hmm. Shakers. And then when I came back, them shits was gone. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you think is missing for people to like rage out because like we went to new york city 
and everything had the greatest time because the vibe was just different. Like yeah. even like down in Miami, the vibe was different. Like when I go to DC, the vibe's different. Like even the night that Joe K was here, yeah. like I've never raved. Like I went all out mm-hmm. when that motherfucker came to town. Yeah. So like, do you feel like there's something that's missing or something that we can all contribute to to make it seem? Kind of like that. Because I don't want Pittsburgh to be no Brooklyn. It's never going to be Brooklyn. It's no. never going to be D.C. And Brooklyn's never going to be Pittsburgh. Right. There's something special here. But I feel like maybe something is like missing. Yeah. So I think I think it's there's two... That's a two-part answer. I think the first part is the crowds. Sometimes the, sometimes the crowds don't hit the sizes that we need. And also, in New York, you can have like the nichiest taste. But because there's like a million people there... There's at least a hundred people who bang with your niche taste, mm-hmm. and here, if you want to do something niche, you have to like balance it out with something more mainstream, because we just don't have that population, and it's it is it does get harder to find that community of people, and so like that's why, like, you get in when you get into like the monthly parties, every monthly party has to mix in like something more mainstream because you have to. You have to attract the people who like your niche stuff. But in order to keep your business afloat, you got to attract people who really aren't into that niche scene, too. So and, and par- it's partly the crowd. Because I, I wish we had more parties like like Afroheat and like more more like Soka sort of parties or yes. more like that. Because yeah, like, that's a whole... That vibe is different. It, and, and like where, where it takes your mind, like me being someone who like... That's not my atmosphere inherently, right? But I will go to that party and feel that spirit and like be right there with them. Mm-hmm. But we don't have enough people of that like ilk here. No. And that and that's why we can't have that same vibe. So it's partly the partly the crowd, partly the population. But the other part is um having event producers who are well traveled and who are able to bring things back here and who also want to build relationships with artists Mm -hmm. like i feel like i've been fortunate enough to like have connections with different rappers and artists like like benji went to school with my brother randall and so i've known him or been familiar with him for a while like i i have courtesy tracks like that that was back when his rap name was courtesy Mm -hmm. like i have i have courtesy tracks in my computer and and like Randall, my Red Vision, he shot his first album cover, like, mm. so like there's there's stuff like that where like we we have that relationship like inherently that relationship was gonna happen because like as I got better at DJing and as he got better at music like I was gonna I was gonna play his tracks, mm. so and then like recently you know connecting with uh, PK Delay who is like super dope, mm-hmm. and um, so just like having those relationships like I've I've had. I've started having more artists hit me up about playing their music, and I and I really hope that more do that. Let because Cybers and Bangers is not the venue for you to do a live performance. Like it's a pure DJ party. We're not breaking the momentum. Yeah. We're not breaking the momentum for people to hop on the mic. But if you send me a song and it's good, I'll fit you in. And if you want to come, I'll tell the people, Yo, it was that dude right there. <laughs> Who who made the music, and then we could build a relationship and build a scene that way. I've done that so many times. I've I've played people's tracks 
Live from the City. I, pl- I played people's tracks and been like, it was them. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who made it. Because people will come up to you like, yo, what is this song? Like, and then and then you could point over and be like, hey, it was it was that person over there. So, yeah. That's a good thing you do that, though. Because mm-hmm. that's how it starts mm-hmm. and everything. It's just getting the DJs or even like going to the clubs and stuff like that, talking to their little event promoter, the strip clubs, talking to their DJs. Mm-hmm. That's how it all starts. So, I just wondered. Yeah. You know. Because sometimes we always refer back to the night of Joe K. Yeah. Like, I, cu- I caught myself again. Do- like, he needs to come back. We went all yeah. the way to Brooklyn and, like, go see him. Like, yeah. I don't know how that happened or, like, who we need to talk to to make that happen again. Like, what funds need to come up. But that was, like, actually was the best night I've ever yeah. had in Pittsburgh. That was yeah. fun. That was, was, that was so wild fun. to be a part of. And then, like, when there are good events, I feel like you can never recreate that moment again. I guess that's with any... Where does she go? But I always find myself like, I had a great time at this place when you go back and it's like... But that's that's why it's important to follow... I think it's important to follow the DJs mm. or, or the people that created the events because there's people... You're right. There's nights that you'll never recreate. recreate. Like the first the first Metro Boomin' night we did, mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever get that night back because like, I never realized how much Metro Boomin' had touched people until we did a night dedicated to him and when was that? That was like 2018. That was, was the okay. first I think we were there. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the night I disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think we were there. Yeah, I was definitely yeah. there, but I also disappeared. I like, <laughs> <laughs> the shadows were dark. <laughs> Just tore up. But we, can, but we can have like, we can make like new dope times. Cause like there's, mm. best, we got some dope things coming up and like dope ideas coming up. But like, you know, if we all stay open-minded and, and tell people about each other's stuff, you know, because everybody has had someone, someone complain about Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but not all of us have been like, oh, would you, have you checked this out? You know, and I, I feel like that definitely helps because, you know, Facebook ads can only go so far. Instagram ads can only go so far. Like, sometimes, like, if you if everybody told one person about a dope event, er, everyone going to a specific event, if they told another person about it, mm-hmm. like then it gets dope. It keeps growing. Like people, you know, might be able to get some sponsors, get some dope guests. Like mm-hmm. you know, build this thing up. You know, you're absolutely right. If they ain't going, I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is. Like who's yeah. gonna be there? Yeah. But they ain't go- All right, I ain't going. So you're absolutely right. It's all part of the marketing, though, too. It's like mm-hmm. who shows up and who promotes it. Yeah. Because it like if somebody puts it on their page, that I'm like, oh okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of cute. I'm like, I'm gonna show face. <laughs> so it's a good marketing tool and everything. Bro, are you from Pittsburgh? I am. What part are you from? I graduated from Penn Hills High School. Oh, you're but, so ditty. No, but <laughs> my parents grew up in Belsuva, so there's kind of that too. Cause my fa- I still have a lot of family in Belsuva, so I go visit on it and stuff like that. I never heard nobody say they're from Belsuva. Even though I used to live like, didn't I live right by it? See, don't say that to people. Fr- people from Belsuva are very proud. Belsuva is like, from, Washington. Yeah. 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 Okay. People from Belsuva are very, very, very proud of that. Yeah. Very proud. Good for them. Yeah. I didn't meet, I didn't even know that part of Pittsburgh existed until I got to college. We never went. No, we didn't have to go to the South Side. <laughs> I never went on that side of town. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah. I didn't know one person. Mm-mm. McKee's Rocks, too. Sorry to that man. Who else from Making Nasty? He's from Gold Super. DJ Making Nasty. Yeah, Shout right. out to him. Uh, a few people we know. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few people we know from over here. Um, Eastside. That's it. That's it. That's all I know. 
The wrong from Penn Hills. The Satichi and the They speak proper over there. We do. I can like give us like a history lesson yeah, about the black like population over in Pitt Hills. I was just like, wow. You said y'all family was some of the first something. Yeah, we were. Oh. <laughs> You know what though? Shout out, shout out to good parents, cause good parents will shield you from a lot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that we had got gotten some of the looks that we had gotten, but they were there. But people end up being nice, and like more black people started moving in, and then we that was like my, my first experience with white flight, cause like Penn Hills started switching. You ain't never lied, cause I moved to Penn Hills in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and my street was like a mix. But mm-hmm. then like when I like left high school. It's predominantly all black yeah. neighborhood. If so. you look now, I the like the football team photo, Eric, when they won, I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> the football team was like teetering. The football team was like 51-49 when I was there. Or maybe 50-50. But man. When I got there. Even the linemen are black. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah, when I got there was uh, Penn Hills was black. Yeah, mm-hmm. Penn Hills. Yeah. Black. Shout out to Penn Hills. I would in Penn Hills. I would love to go back and do something for them because I feel like the students there are still dope. The teachers there. Have you been in the school yet? I haven't been to the new school. I just sometimes I look I, I look back on my experience at Penn Hills and I think that they do the students a big disservice mm-hmm. in Penn Hills a lot. Like there was a I, I remember posting about this because I think somebody posted about like what was a field trip that, that like you would grab or whatever. And in eighth grade, they had the field trip to the like the county jail or whatever, mm. and like, yeah, and it was supposed to be this like deterrence thing, like you you went on this field trip and you weren't supposed to want to go to jail, like scared straight. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it was, <laughs> when I tell you this, yeah, and like when I was younger, my mom wouldn't let me go. She she didn't she wouldn't sign off on the thing to let me go. Mm. And all my friends and stuff went, and I was like, man, I wish I could go. And now like in the future, now that I'm I'm. I'm looking back at it like, what a dumb feel. Like, why would yeah. you take this? Like, what kid is thinking about going in to jail? Eighth grade. In eighth, yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. I'm still playing with Barbie dolls. Okay. I don't yeah. give a fuck. That's probably why when I got there, I didn't. I didn't go on any field trip at Penn Hills. Really? Yeah. We did the science center once. That was fun. Everybody, yeah. Science Center, man. Don't tell me we were going to the Science Center. I, oh, I loved it. Did the sports park was, was that an open work? Yeah. That's <laughs> it. You know that you, my cousin Valerie used to take us to the library. There was a book that you would have to get and you would present it and get free tickets. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I forgot how she was from Homewood. I don't know. Some nigga shit. Okay. But you could rent a book and you would take it and you could get in for free. And we used to go to sports, that sports works all the freaking time and being that thing that would flip you upside down. <laughs> I love that place. She. Wow. What's your next thing, girl? Well, I mean, I feel like how did it, well, how did it feel whenever you saw how your crowd was changing or like you would see like your core group of people? Because, you know, we always be in that corner up in there. <laughs> it should be a sign right there. <laughs> <laughs> But like from going from like Yas Queen and with Slappers and Bangers, like how? Because I know like with Joe K, he was talking about with the energy and how to read a room. You also said you have to study the people, mm-hmm. you have to study the craft. Like, is it hard to know your audience sometimes? So when for me when I when it's an event that I got hired to do, mm-hmm. yeah, it can get hard. 
Um, but what I like to do is there, there's like a good, my first like five songs usually like are very different from each other. Mm-hmm. And then whatever I see people nodding to of those like first five songs, then I continue with more similar ones of that. And so kind of in my mind, I do like a calculate. I, you know, like you do a couple of jabs and you see what works and then you kind of make a ca- calculation from there and you play similar stuff from that. And then like once you have the crowd's trust, you can experiment with something a little different. And if they rock with you, I like to do what's like uh, uh, rewarding them with something. So if like if it's a crowd that I know loves Beyonce or, or something, I'll play something like, I don't know, like Rico Nasty when when she wasn't as well known. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll throw some Rico Nasty. If you are really banging with it and you, if you stay with me. Then okay, I'll throw on the banger that y'all know and love, like like a Beyonce track or something. So that's kind of how I feel out crowds and and like get them to sort of trust me and rock with me, even through songs that they they don't know. So you bring families together too. Cause remember <laughs> all my I've never probably my I have an older sister and I have an older brother. And, like, we're close, but not close to, like, go out in our social groups together. Mm-hmm. So the night that you, I think it was the first time you ever played rodeo, literally all three of us, like, was <laughs> fucking insane. I think that was September. Wait, rodeo Lil Nas X? Yes. Oh, okay, okay. And everybody went fucking nuts. Like, I've never, that was, like, a little bonding moment for us. Uh-huh. And sometimes in our group chat, like, love you too, nigga. Like, that, <laughs> that kind of thing. But you bringing families together, too. Like, uh-huh. We never go out. I'm a huge fan of, like... It's hard to describe them. I I like to call it like, this will sound weird. Like like kind of dark, darker cadences and stuff. Not like evil, but like so in rodeo the tone is like rodeo. So that like lower tone, mm-hmm. but you're raging to it. I just Travis Scott does a lot of that, and yeah. I just feel like like that kind of is the tone that kind of speaks to me, and so. Yeah, that's a, that's an easy song to play. Everybody was, y'all remember that night you played? Because everybody was go, jumping up and down. Because yeah. I think it had like he just released the album, mm-hmm. Rodeo came out, and everybody kept like playing it and playing. It. I was like, I hope he plays this at Slappers, and then you did it. Was, what What do you guys think of the Cardi verse on there? I love it. A lot of people are like it wasn't needed, but I'm biased because I love Cardi. I love her too. I I'm, I'm on the it wasn't needed train. There's a lot of songs out there that don't need features on there, but I think that is one of the ones that we can ignore. Like Drake and fucking um, oh my girls need love. Oh, okay. oh, Megan yeah. the Stallion on Khalil's whatever thing that um can we just talk? Yeah, she didn't need to be on there, but Cardi on Rodeo I think is okay compared to that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not like, mad at you. I just want to know because there there is that conversation. That's yeah. what I wanted to know. They're like, yeah, I mean, because it's Cardi. Mm-hmm. But they're... All the songs and shit. <laughs> so, it's whatever. It's y'all, cool. Did y'all watch her show? The, no, I've like, been enjoying it. The Rhythm and Flow. I, I love it. it. I love it. <laughs> Why, it's though? It's so corny to me. It is corny uh, at that first. That was like, Ooh, fair. It was so corny it's at start, first. So, I think the biggest problem is, like, from what we know of Cardi and what we know of Chance... And what we know of Ti, it's hard for us to come in. Well, Ti is a is a rap god, or like upper echelon yeah. level rapper. So he can judge other rappers, but it's hard because for Chance, we just came off an album that we didn't like from you. Mm, so it's all. hard. It's hard to watch us 
It's hard to watch him judge other rappers. Call the people gimmicks. And yeah. Gimmicks and and then rappers. for Cardi. I love my wife, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then for, for Cardi, it's hard because we know she doesn't really write her raps. We know that, uh, I mean, well, I guess that's just the main thing. We know that she doesn't write her rap. And she said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... The, the good parts about that show and where I think they got the right judges is Cardi came up in the era of Instagram and the internet. And she is a product of what happens when a song goes viral. Mm-hmm. and She's personality, too. Yeah, and that, too. That, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, aside from putting on a good show. Right. But, you know, like, credential-wise, like, what makes her qualified to do that is, is that, period. And then Chance has rapping ability... And we also used to enjoy his story on the internet. Well, because he just played it up too much. And we just, and also, and here's, I feel like we there's two camps when it comes to Chance the Rapper. There's, there's the people who see through all that weird positive stuff. And then, and then there's the people who still eat it up. And the people who still eat it up love Chance. Mm-hmm. But for me, a person who I turn to music in the dark times and stuff, I want to hear realness. I want to hear like realness from because I know for a fact Chance and all that popped up top to the hot shower. I know that he's better than that. It's like when he raps, the little bouncy ball is just bouncing on the lyrics. I told you and how he was on his tippy and it's like, but. The you, man gave us acid rap. Yeah. And then this happens. Yeah. You just you just kinda expect more. But as, but rhythm and flow as a show is really good because when they get into the rappers competing and showing off their ability to do th- certain things and, and the way that they broke rap into like tangible pieces, I really think there's an educational piece to it because like every episode is a different like part of rap that you need to master to be a star. And these people are literally like competing through these like different sections of rap that you need to master until you get to the the best one out there. And I wouldn't say my favorite, the, the person I picked to win did not win. But the winner is well-deserved. It's not some like weird poppy, you know, like the winner is well-deserved. The winner is very talented. Mm-hmm. What did oh. they win? They won like a hundred, like half. It was like a hundred fifty thousand or something like that. Or, yeah. And then, do they win a contract or something? I don't know. But, but the winner is very talented. And and the second place, there's a battle. There's a battle episode. And if you don't watch any episode, just watch the battle episode. That poor girl. Is that what you retweeted? Yes. Yeah, the poor, I think that's what I saw. Because and here's the thing. The girl was good. Had she been matched up against anyone else, she would have probably won the battle. But they matched her up against the best rapper there. And this dude, he raps like aggressive, like fast and aggressive, sort of like Petey Crack. Mm -hmm. But he's like more pointed in this battle. And so it's just like... He ate her alive. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was good. Yeah. You you watch the clip? Yeah, yeah, I watched it like over and over. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, God damn. 
And he like enunciates his words. It's not like so when Meek Mill battled Drake and you couldn't understand a word he was saying and you're just sitting there like, come on, man. <laughs> no, no. You heard every word. You heard every bar the first time. Mm-hmm. And you rewatch it because you want to see why she got murdered. You're not rewatching it to catch what she what he was saying. You're rewatching it because like you caught every word and you want to relive it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I guess I'll go finish it. At least watch the battle episode. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it. I need to watch. I thought it was gonna be like cheesy because I also thought the three of them, the chemistry, like how is this even possible? Yeah. Because I'm indifferent with Ti sometimes. Well, Ti. Yeah. He's one of those people mm-hmm. that likes. Likes to. I'm not saying he's not intelligent. I'm just saying he likes to sound intelligent. Mm-hmm. And no one likes people who just want to sound intelligent. We just want you to be intelligent. Yeah, and do right by your wife. Okay. There's that too. <laughs> <I'm just> <laughs> do, do do right by her expeditiously. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I think you be making up words sometimes too. The preposterous to Tyrannosaurus Rex type shit. <laughs> But I do think he resonates with people because there's a lot of people out here that would love to be walking thesauruses just like yeah. him. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in that way, he resonates. Oh, and I think his backstory and mm-hmm. where he's at now. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because he was getting locked up. That was rubber band man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild like the Tyler. I used to love him. Oh man. <laughs> That whole song. This would mm-hmm. be my shit. He's good. He was. He was great. Was my favorite. Bring him out. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a basketball run out song. <laughs> was that a diss? Was that a diss? And why you wanna go and do that? No. That's no, bring him, out, bring him oh, out. Bring him out. It's hard. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What? Who is he diss? Was that the Luda diss? Show these other rappers is game time. Was that? I, I feel like that was during like the Ludacris beef. Yeah, South. I didn't know he was beefing with Ludacris. Oh, Ludacris. see, now you gonna get me. <laughs> so Luda, I, what's that? What's the song called? Stomp or whatever. Uh, the, the Young Buck track. So there's a Young Buck track with all these rappers. Lil Flip, it's Young Buck, Lil Flip, and Ludacris. I want to say, and Ludacris ends his rap. And stay off the T.I.P. of my deal. Oh. And that's how, yo, you, you don't know what I'm talking about? Look it up, yo. Because, you know, Ludacris, Ludacris is like mad animated. And he, he was like rapping and dissing. And then at the end, he's like, and stay off the T.I.P. of my deal. Yo, we were in high school. We, <laughs> we were in high school like, <laughs> Yo, look it up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Lucas oh, was low-key beefing with a lot of people. He was. Yeah, yeah. And not paying Chinky. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Chinky. Chinky got the B2K torch. Me I felt bad for Chini because he released that little video like, yeah, I'm in the lab. I'm practicing. I'm ready. And he was just so happy to be outside again. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
knees. Like all, no, all these all these second rate rock bands that can still at least go to spirit. No, bring Chingy. Bring no, no, bring no. bring job. Bring respect them. Let them tour too. Because here's the thing. Our rock stars, the rappers, there was a time where they didn't get a second act. After your prime, you're done. And so I'm that I hope our rappers get those second acts. Please go tour the smaller venues. Please, when you're decrepit, give them a Super Bowl. Because no, because they gave these decrepit rock stars those Super Bowls all those years in a row. Yeah. And blamed it on Janet Jackson. Mm. And we we period. can do we can do better by our stars. Right. Both those are harmony stars out here though. I'm glad I'm I'm not gonna go to the sh- but they but <laughs> they're not my legend though. They're period. not my legend though. Period. So we T brought out Petey Pablo. Yeah. That's my, that's my legend. There you go. I, want to see I was at the skate Pablo parties. Too. I was at I was at the skate parties. I oh, used to be at waving my shirts. Yes. Oh. Take your shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I miss T Pain's not gonna go on tour. I literally got into the biggest, well, not big fight with DJ Coldblooded. I was like, I don't think you hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, about T-Pain. And um, Ty Dolla Sign. They keep saying that, like, all these people are, like, the new T-Pain. No one is mm-hmm. out here doing what T-Pain used to do. I'm sorry. But he had to cancel the tour because of ticket sales. But I couldn't imagine, just imagine being that spirit watching T-Pain. I wouldn't want him to be a spirit because he deserves more. He deserves yeah. stage AE. Because if DMX yeah. did Foxtail, well, T Pain did Foxtail, didn't he? No. DMX did Foxtail. T Pain was at Edinburgh the last time I heard of him. Yeah. See? Oh, wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. Watch the one with Kenny Beats. I fucking love that episode. I love Kenny Beats. So do, I love his series too on YouTube. But they need to stop. Just nobody is T Pain. T Pain is our generation's T Pain. He is, and that's it. Ty Dolla Sign still has a. He gave a little boy a guitar. He's on tracks. What is somebody tweet? It's like Ty Dolla Sign. They use Ty Dolla Sign like parsley. Well, <laughs> but you know what? That's true. And you know what though? When T Pain was Damn. doing what he was doing. People were like T Pain's the new the new Nate Dog, and yeah. I remember I remember those discussions. I used to hate it because I felt like like when you when you look back on it, T Pain now has done enough to be in that conversation. But this is on like rapper turned singer. They were talking about T Pain the new Nate Dog, and it mm-hmm. I, and for me it was like was no. Nate Dog still alive then too? No, Nate Dog. He might have been. He been gone. Well, rapper turned singer is like. Oh, five, four. Nate Dogg died in what, 08? I feel like everybody died in 08. Rapper-turned-saying is like mid-2000s. When Pimp C died? Pimp C been gone. I know, what, 06? Oh, Nate Dogg died in 2011. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Rapper-turned-saying is 05. Oh. So Nate Dogg heard us all say it. And I didn't think it was right at the time. But now if you want to go over like the legacies and stuff, I'm down for that discussion because T Pain's done obviously done more since 05. And he's only 34 years old too. I, that's scary. How old is he? 34 years Who? old. Who? T Pain. No, no, he didn't. That's, that's scary. I know, I think you're lying. <laughs> no. 
there's there's a couple celebrity ages that scare me because they've been around forever. Yes. It's, it's T-Pain. T-Pain is 34 years old. It's T-Pain and it's Chief Keef. Because if you look it up, Chief Keef's like 23, something like that. Yeah. And it feels like he's been around forever. Been like a Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. T-Pain was out here 22 talking about he was sprouting shrimp. He's been married to his wife for a long time, mm. too. They've been married for a minute. T-Pain, sir. I didn't know he was 34. That's scary. And 5'8". Mm. Damn. Oh. Fahim. 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> 5'8". Hmm. His name is Fahim. 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 Wow, T-Pain's 34. 34. Ooh, I gotta get my life together. <laughs> I really do. I gotta get it together. That's a... <laughs> That's eighty. Like that's only five. Like, Not come on. Far. I thought he was so much. Older. I thought he yeah. was like getting up there because he's been around for a while. No offense. Sorry to this man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's done a lot for thirty-four. But stop comparing him to fucking Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign might be beautiful and got that voice on him, but he got some time to do. He's a great performer. Too. He is. Oh yeah, because you went to that Sea Breezy show. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you like? All hundred tracks of his album. All of it. <laughs> All of them. I haven't gotten to it. Let me tell you a story about Mia, where our friendship changed before we wrap up here. Mm. We were just sitting at our house chilling, me and Janita, and we were going over songs, and we're like, "Oh shit, let's like kiss by Rose by Seal." Mia's like, "Um, come again? I don't know this song." We're like, "Kiss by Rose, Seal, Heidi Klum, Batman, mm-hmm. Seal with the Nick with the scars on his face, Seal." She's like, sorry to this man. Yeah, so she was just like, I don't know what this is. So we played the song and she's like, I've never heard this song a day in my life. Kiss by Rose by Sale. We played the video, gave her the reference, but she's like, I got some for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. Chris Brown song. No, she didn't even say it was Chris Brown. She's like, I know you don't know nothing about this. Of course you don't know nothing about this. Because no. Chris Brown has 7 million songs no, that I you haven't. can pop, lock, and drop <laughs> into. And I don't know anything. I haven't taken the time. No. No. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I like his music and everything. There's a couple bops. Yeah. But Mia and her sister. Oh, Alicia. No, every goddamn song. Because she put it on like we were supposed to just break out in the pop lock. And I was like, I, everyone. I can see that because me and Be Geek when she puts you on a song. <laughs> the last song she put me on was Started from the Bottom. We were in the car. Yeah. We were in the car. Uh, and she played She played that you track. Know who you put me on? A nigga named Danny Brown. Ooh. Run that over, girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 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 I know he has a new album out for. The rap fans for your rap. Yeah, the yeah. look good too. He gave some weight. Yes, yeah. he did. He doesn't look like a crackhead that no. much. I think that was just his aesthetic. Sorry Triple X will forever be. That was a good the, album. Yeah. It's a good album. Wow. Oh and now you're about to be producer. Wow, this is right? amazing. So what else are you doing, Roy? Yeah. Really, just like, um, just practicing a lot. Uh, I'm trying to. The goal is to. Like, really, I've been trying to work on my discipline because there are a lot of things that just kind of took me out of the discipline of, like, hopping on the turntables every day and things like that. And so, ultimately, really, during this winter, I'm hoping to just not be seen and just, like, really just practice as much as possible, 
um, obviously, you know, stay mentally healthy and, and work out and like still like talk to people and connect with people. But mm-hmm. in terms of like going out and stuff, I, I like to, I really like to make sure that I'm in the lab practicing and, and just doing the things that I know, doing the things that I, I know I should be doing in order to get to where I want to go. So, yeah, that, that's really just what I'm, uh, what I'm up to and what I'm going to be up to. Okay. And just focus. Yeah. Right. And Slappers is going to happen in November and December, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so we got, well, let me tell you. So we got, we're, so we, we're usually Thanksgiving weekend, and we like to do a thankful series. The very first thankful was thankful for Kanye. And then he got, he went crazy, and we had to switch it, and we did thankful for Travis. So it was like Travis Scott. And I think we're probably going to be thankful for Travis again, yeah. because that's like, Travis Scott is just so good. And I feel like he deserves a yearly special. Um, Can I just make a pre-request? Please. Please play Maria, I'm drunk. I will, yeah. I will. That's all I want to hear because some odd reason it just got released on most, like, streaming services. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe because Justin Biebs is on it. I don't know. Maybe. I I played Apple Pie uh, at the last Slappers and Bangers, and people, like... They were like down for a second. They're like, wait, what is this? And then the, I don't want your apple pie, mama. And everybody was like, ah! Because I guess it's, it, it was a meme a bit ago. Or like a, a couple months ago, I guess. And so I played it thinking like, I just love this song. I'm going to play it. But then people started going up for it because like it had just entered. Like it came back into the conversation. Mm-hmm. But and then at the we have the very last Saturday of this decade. Uh, at Rilla. So we're doing what's called Decade Funeral. Oh, and it's going to be like, it's going to be literally like every every song from everybody that did something this year. So we're going to go to Fetty Wap, uh, Trinidad James, um, Bobby Shmurda. Like we're just like, yeah, some of the earlier stuff, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to like go back through some stuff like 2010, 2011, yeah. stuff like that. Cause like this decade has been so wild when you think about it. And, Last decade, around this time, in 2009, I could have never told you that, like, we'd be in music, we'd be where we are now. Because, like, you know, 2009, I was, like, listening to Currency and Wiz, and I was part of that, like, that backpacker movement that we had in 2009 mm-hmm. that we thought would continue. And it's really just a bunch of rappers who were before their time, before, like, hopping from festival to festival was really popping like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have never guessed that we'd get to where we are now. So this... The last Saturday of the year, we're just going to pay homage to, like, all of it. And look forward to the next decade. That's so weird to say the decade's mm-hmm. over. I know. Wow. Well, plug, how can we find you? How can we reach you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Well, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Twitter, see, Twitter, I like it, but I, I just, I, I'd be more angry on Twitter, like, you know, tweeting about the wildfires. <laughs> You pop out of nowhere too. <laughs> well, because I, because I, I go through, I go through spans where I'm just like watching people on Twitter, and then like something hits my thing, and it'll be like, the inmates aren't getting paid for the wildfires, and I'm like, oh yeah, let me retweet that, or it'll be like, look at this fool, and it's like a Trump video or something. I'm like, oh yeah, everybody needs to see that fool, and like, so like I come, I pop out and just look at stuff, and then I pop back in, but. On, on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at, at the Ari Cole, so that's T-H-E, and then Ari is spelled A-R-I-E underscore Cole, C-O-L-E. You can find me on Facebook, 
SoundCloud. You can also find me just at random events all around Pittsburgh. So I'm always trying to DJ somewhere. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was nice. This was really fun. Yeah. Well, make sure that y'all come to speak your truth. Yeah. That's on Saturday. Make sure to follow us on Instagram. It's Girls Running Shit. Then follow us on Twitter because they censored us. It's Girls Running with two H's. If you would like to donate to us. Amen. (laughs) Please visit our newly developed website that Janita took her time on and just crafted to perfection. It is www.girlsrunningshit.com. I can't believe that we actually got that name, but you know. Amen. (laughs) Won't he do it? Won't he will? Yeah, won't he? Won't he will? Won't he will? Who just watched you on call? I watched it. Like, what Won't he will? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, just make sure you follow us. Um, make sure you come out to the event. It's going to be bomb as hell. And shout out to all of our vendors. Shout out to the headliner. Shout out to Jiggy D. Yay. And shout out to everybody that's coming and doing media and press. And shout out to everybody that's bought tickets so far. So, yes. we really appreciate y'all. And is everybody clear of mind and cleanse? Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. And thank you so much for coming on the Yo, show. Yo, thank you for having me. This is fun. Cool, cool. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye.